0: The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash LOL. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash LOL. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good afternoon, everybody. It is currently about 2.36 p.m., on thursday january 25th 2024 uh we are recapping here the lpl and the lck from this morning and boy oh boy this was a weird slate uh i mean three quarters of it wasn't weird at all but the last match definitely was the LCK, we had Gen.G versus Brion. Gen.G kind of almost threw a lead in one of these, just being a little arrogant. But they were never really in danger of losing this match. And wasn't really a particularly close series. Brion's got issues, and Gen.G just outclassed them. And, you know, that's why this was minus 2,500. Not much to say beyond that. Next up, we had uh, D-Plus versus Nongshim. Uh, Showmaker... Just a vintage showmaker going bananas in this match. Completely took over the game on LeBlanc in game one. Busted out the Cassidy, which I thought was super arrogant. It can be really good against Talia, but you really are relying a lot on your bottom, like your outer lanes to do well and have priority. But uh, he got a good early gank from Lucid, picked up first blood, and if Cassidy gets first blood, it's game over. That champion basically doesn't do anything for the first few levels, so if he ends up getting first blood, we all know how hard that champion scales. He ended up getting a second kill before 7 minutes, and it it was just game over from there. He actually ended the game with a pentakill, too. I think he was like 12-0-1 or something crazy like that. So, yeah, Vintage Showmaker, but this was... Two of the better teams, maybe not the two best teams, but two of the better teams against the, I think, are probably the two worst teams in the league now. I think it's pretty clear to me that Brianna and Nongshim are the worst two so far, but we'll see. The LPL slate was a decidedly more sweaty one, um, and it was eventually what made this a losing day somehow. Oh my god. Um, So, Weibo rare Adam. Game one of this series was kind of similar to the NIP game from the other day, where like it, it, just kind of it was one of those games that went on forever, and it just looked like nobody was interested in winning it, and like everybody was making mistakes, and it was just like last mistake loses. Um, Rare Adam eventually overcommitted to a dragon. Weibo ace them from. I mean, they had a small deficit at that point. Like it was looking kind of like Rare Adam was winning this game. I liked their comp a little bit better. Uh, uh, maybe not. I don't know. They had Aphilius Milio. But st- uh, or uh, Weibo did, so uh, maybe I didn't like their competitor. I don't know, but it, I don't know. Rare Adam were in control of most of this game. I'll put it this way. like I, I assumed my minus one and a half maps was dead, but um they overcommitted to a dragon. Weibo aced them from a small deficit, ended up blowing the gold lead out, and then just won the game off of it. So, yeah, this was... Rare Adam probably should have won this game. It wasn't like a 90-10 situation, but it was like probably like a 65-35, and... I don't know. Both teams sort of punted this back and forth, and Weibo just ran the punt return. LNG versus TT. Oh, man. LNG is just killing me. 1XN and Chocho completely took over Game 1 against Gala and Mark, which is just not a sentence I thought I'd be saying in the year 2024, but here we are, I guess. Um Lucian nami it's really powerful. I know people hate it and I know people think it falls off, but in these eastern leagues where the teams don't to take advantage of it, my god is it powerful. Plus this like the new Lucian build, it's so so bursty that you can just punish positioning errors so hard. I think it'll probably get worse with like the item, you know, rebalancing and teams just getting a little bit cleaner, but until until that happens, it's just so punishing against positioning errors that I think it's just going to be good for a while. Um, game two wasn't really a decisive win for LNG either. They were starting to kind of fall off a bit against the Corkia Philios. But again, Lucianami just super powerful, punishing positioning errors, couple really sloppy approaches from TT, uh, key players getting picked off in big moments, and that ended up winning them the game. But this was a pretty even gold lead, and it was looking like LNG were going to fall off. So, game three scrappy started scrappy stayed pretty scrappy gold was pretty much even through 20 minutes lng started kind of pulling away like it wasn't a huge gold lead but they were kind of just like leveraging the fact that they were up three to ones in dragons um threatening ocean soul um gold never really ballooned out of control but so lng i guess just got impatient ended up forcing the issue like just really aggressive baron call they sold out for it they were all five in the back of the pit which is just asking for it especially against a brand jungle um they ended up getting the baron they ended up killing tt who kind of like overcommitted after the baron was gone i guess trying to get kills out of it and try to get something out of it they ended up uh, picking up a few kills and the baron um, they kind of at this point they it looked like LNG like had turned the corner. They were up; it was like sixteen to six. I think they were up like a little less than six thousand gold or something like that. They had the next dragon, like the the Ocean Soul, coming up in like ninety seconds or so. Um, Jack's pressuring side lanes with the Baron. Like this game looked completely over, right? And then zeka just like way way overstays. Like it looked like they were gonna try to reset and go back to the dragon or get their buys in, and go back to dragon. The four people back off. Zeke split pushing in bottom lane. He just gets picked off. Like all, like TT just five man killed him. He's dead for an extra twenty seconds after the Baron spawn. So it's not even like he can get a TP for the dragon fight. TT get the dragon. Um, LNG decide that they're gonna just like contest anyway. Like they're gonna try to like make a play out of this and create a flank with Jacks teleport while TT's on the way out from. Dragon, which is, like, a cool thought. Like, that's an okay idea. Um, getting a Jax flank is huge. So, they do that. Um, they only really got two kills, but they didn't get anything else out of it. TT gets the Baron. At this point, LNG's not killed an inhibitor in this game, either. You know, they've been in full... they, They were, like, kind of in control of this game. They got the Baron. They blew it out. They never really ended up getting an inhibitor or any kind of pressure with, um, with the Baron that they got. Um, so... At this point, they, I guess, they're just frustrated. They end up getting, they end up trying a 3-2 split again the same way with 3 in the mid, 2 in the bot, except they did a 3-2 instead of a 4-1. TT just opted, you know, to kill the two. Like, Mark and Gala were splitting bot. So they just teleported behind them, killed them. Gold is still huge in LNG's lead, uh, but, like, at this point in the game, you know, you're approaching 40 minutes, like, the goal doesn't matter nearly as much. Anyway, so TT, TT are mid, setting up for the next Baron, they have positional advantage, they're trying to get some poke down, they're actually succeeding at that. They ended up getting a bunch of damage in onto Scout's Nico, forcing him to to ult just to survive, which forced a reset. The thing is, like, they didn't go right to Baron from this, so LNG were able to, like, just scout just backed teleported in they ended up forcing the baron um they forced the issue again ultimately what ended up happening in this game like that at that baron it was just a coin flip like lng just said like you know fuck it we're gonna coin flip this and Beishuan actually won the smite fight as brand against lee sin which is yeah don't ask he ends up getting killed in the pit, though. LNG have a 4v5, so they try to end the game. There's no mid-tower. The inhib's still up, but uh, TT did get the Baron, so they're pushing against Baron minions. They push up mid, try to take the inhibitor. They still don't take the inhibitor. They don't commit to it. Um, Weiwei, it's a 4v4 mid, and they're Weiwei splitting top, trying to like get the minion wave in so that they could maybe get two inhibitors out of this. Yukal ends up going top, killing, it, killing Weiwei straight up. LNG don't back off fast enough. The rest of TT engaged. UCAL ended up coming down from top. They ended up getting... Uh, they just aced them and won the game. Now, I, I don't know. This was just a super sloppy and, frankly, just stupid match from LNG. This was the first match of the season, but, like, there's so many veterans on this team that this was frank... Like, this was just really disappointing. And not just because I had backed them on the map spread and ended up losing a money line Parlay somehow... But this was, like, the one thing LNG were good at last year – like, the, the thing LNG were very good at last year is that they didn't do stuff like this. They were, like, the they, – they weren't quite as extreme as Hamwa, but they were, like, the Hamwa of the LPL, where they just didn't lose to the teams that are worse than them, like, almost ever. They were, they were kind of one-dimensional. They didn't really adjust that well, but, like, they didn't do stupid stuff like this. This was a I – mean, it's week one. Sometimes in these pre-Chinese New Year matches you get stuff like this but this was a bad look. So we in, we ended the day minus 1.35 units because of that money line parlay missing somehow just so frustrating. And, and I don't know like it was I knew I was being really really aggressive with this like playing a double sweep and a, and the money line parlay like going like pushing the chips in on these two chalky favorites tomorrow especially pre-chinese New year so I don't know this this might have been a mistake on my part this is this is a little bit over aggressive I try not to do that but I also have to admit when I'm wrong and this might have just been a mistake and I'm not just saying that in hindsight because it lost either like this is a little over aggressive I should have just played both sweeps and like left it there but or just or played one or the other not both and that was the mistake I made. All right, we have Friday, January 26th. We're going to start with the LPL today. Uh, We have Anyone's Legend, minus 104 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at minus 311. The minus 1.5 maps at plus 268 against Team WE, minus 116 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at plus 243, plus 1.5 at minus 347. Anyone's Legend are running Harry, Krakow, Shanks, Hope, and Kyle. WE are running Wayward, Hong, Fofo, uh hang sorry hang and hang pretty similar hung is a support <laughs> wayward hang or wayward hang fofo Prince and Iwandi um so I express quite a bit of optimism for both these teams. I like both reworks I think it's kind of interesting that we're seeing like this this prevailing I think in my article I called it a prevailing zeitgeist of how these mid and bottom of the table LPL teams are reworking and retooling their lineups they're playing with like they're they're attempting to play with like stable mid and bot and then either go cheap or go for upside in top and jungle and they're facilitating roles. Um, both these teams built pretty similarly. Uh, the team in the next match, uh, FPX, also built similarly. So, kind of a cool concept there, but that's a different idea. Um, typically, I give people a pass for rough outings for like a single game or a single match. Uh, especially if it's early in the season. Like, just stuff happens. You have bad reads. You're, you know, shaking the cobwebs and the rust off a little bit. Uh, Hong had a really, really bad first series. Um, Vi can kind of look terrible when she gets behind, so I'm aware of that, and I'm giving him kind of a pass for it. But it's tough to forget an explosion like that, and I'm going to be keeping an eye on him to make sure he doesn't have too many of these, like, you know, bad versions of blow up games. Uh I don't know. I, I like both these teams. I think they'll both end up challenging for playoff spots. I would lean that we are a little bit better in general. Kind of think their coach, like I mentioned before, like I think their coaching staff is is what they're good at and what they've made this team good at in past years is what's good right now. So. I would think that they're going to be good, even though they kind of dropped their first match here. But Hope and Kyle were outstanding in their first match, and AL looked pretty good. So I don't know. I like both these teams, but ultimately, I think this is probably pretty close to a coin flip match. And this early in the season, I'm not willing to like plant my flag decisively on either side of what looks to be pretty close to a coin flip. Like for me to be playing anything this early on sides, I have to be pretty confident that it's a wrong price. And I think this is like, like, I don't know, like I, I, as the season goes on, I lower my threshold for what's worth a play because the market gets a little more efficient early in the season when it like, we don't know. It's like, I need like a pretty, I need like a huge conceived perceived edge because it's like a more qualitative analysis than a quantitative one. So I feel less confident playing small edges like this where like, you know, if this is in week seven and the models are saying Team WE should be minus 150, I would play Team WE, but in week one like this, I'm not going to. So um, I would lean kill totals under, you can get 24 and a half plus money, I would lean WE, but I ultimately didn't play anything in this match. Maybe, I mean, if you're looking for just like a sweat on this, you could play like WE two to one or something or like an over two and a half maps maybe, but Nothing here for me. Next up, we have OMG, minus 188 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at plus 162, plus 1.5 maps at minus 566, versus Fun plus Phoenix, plus 154 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps, minus 200, minus 1.5 at plus 407. OMG are running Cube, Xiaofang, Angel, Starry, and God. FPX are running Jialahu, Milky Way, which is the other of the two junglers. We'll talk about that in a second. Care, Dom, and Life. So as we kind of anticipated in the preseason article and I kind of mentioned it before the last match too, FPX are going to be going back and forth between what I call their two like trial junglers. This is kind of like a, like a QB competition in preseason football where they're both going to get relatively equal time, I would imagine. And then eventually whoever performs better wins the, uh, wins the job or maybe it's just a split job. I don't know. Um, I did express a lot – I think this FPX lineup is going to be really good, but the condition I have on it is that one of these junglers is like something close to like league average or replacement level. And I think there will be a playoff team if it's a replacement – if one of them lands as a replacement level and they figure that out pretty quickly. I think they could actually win a playoff series or two if either of them end up being like – better than a league average jungler so because the rest of this lineup i like a lot it might take a little bit of time but yeah omg first game of their series they completely dominated the second game they were actually kind of behind but they did eventually get there against we and came back and won i didn't really like this roster all that much but they do have a lot of veterans they're all chinese players and they've all played in the LPL, so like that should make them at least stable for the time being. I just question the upside of this lineup. Uh, actually, uh, correction, story I has not played. I totally missed on that. But like they're all Chinese speaking players, and four of them have played quite a bit of time in the LPL stage. So so, so that plays into something that. I'll admit that I didn't really think about much for this first ex the first fun plus match, which is that this is a team with a rotating jungle situation and a Korean bottom lane that was imported. So, the combination, like, you have to think about how practices are going. One, they're splitting reps between. I would imagine anyway that they're splitting reps between the two junglers, and then two, you have an imported bottom lane that are learning. I don't want to say like. There's differences in languages, obviously, and there's a language barrier, but a lot of times it's pretty easy for these players to pick up on stuff, and there's a lot of the, there's a lot of the same foundational stuff in both languages, but that's a whole separate topic. Um, there's still a degree of communication that needs to learn, and that needs to be learned, and a lot of times the, Kore- the Korean players and the Chinese players are vastly different in how they play the game and how they communicate the game um, and what they want to do. So... Something I probably didn't put enough weight on was the fact that they were dealing with this rotating jungle situation, splitting reps, and a bottom lane that's, you know, getting acclimated to, you know, the LPL. So, as good as I think Dom and Life are as players, you know, they might be great as a lane, but it doesn't really matter if there's, you know... Miscommunications and approaching objectives and positioning in team fights and stuff like that. Ultimately, I think ball is ball and game is game, and they will get there and, you know, improve. But I think there's, you know, reason to, you know, be a little bit concerned or a little bit bearish in the short term for FPX, even if I'm very bullish long term. So I do think FPX eventually will be a better team than OMG if I'm like planning a flag on this right now. But I think OMG are probably a more stable lineup currently. And I'll put it this way. Like if I didn't end up playing anything in this match, I would lean kill total under his lean OMG. I didn't end up playing anything. If OMG looked a little better in their first match, I probably would have taken a bit of a contrarian angle and played OMG in this match. Uh, just because of the, you know, aforementioned concerns I just discussed, but I didn't end up playing anything just a lean to OMG. Next, we have Billy Billy Gaming minus 533 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at minus 134, plus 1.5 at minus 1771, versus RNG plus 338 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at plus 101, minus 1.5 at plus 788. BLG running out the same lineup we saw last week, uh, Bin Shun, or earlier this week, sorry, Bin Shun, Knight, Elk, and On. RNG running Breathe, Wei, Tang Huan, LWX, and Ming. So, I played RNG on the money line here. I like the dogs in this spot. If you go using the summer data, and I think that's kind of like I don't like using priors very often, but I think in this case where you have two teams that are very similar to what they were last year, I think you can kind of approximate using it. And, you know, if I use those prices last year, my model made this minus 230 for BLG using the summer split set, daddy set, and I think RNG are actually better than they were then. So I think RNG have more than made up. You know, it's a little early, but I think that they've they're better enough and upgraded enough that I like taking a stab on them. I would have played the previous iteration of this, and I think I like this RNG lineup even better. Um, just to so, like for you know just for comparison, this was minus 714 plus 454 at Pinnacle in the summer regular season matchup between these two and i think rng have more than made up the roughly three and a half percent difference in the price between then and now so i like rng i played rng plus 1.5 maps at plus 101 for one unit rng money line plus 338 for 0.25 units and rng minus 1.5 maps at plus 788 for 0.1 units all right next up we have the lck week two day three we have the telecom war part a lot, a million, I don't know. Uh how many times have these teams played each other over the years, but classic matchup dating all the way back to StarCraft. T one minus four thirty eight on the money line. The minus one point five maps is at minus one thirteen, plus one point five at minus thirteen eighty two. Against KT Rolster, plus three twenty-eight on the money line, plus one point five maps at minus one hundred seven, minus one point five at plus eight twenty-four. So a little early to be going strictly off any model data, but the short, short version is that if you go strictly on that, this is a very, very heavy-handed price for T1, just purely from that perspective. But I obviously think that they're the side here. Um, I'm bearish on the KT roster. T1 won the World Championship, have looked really, really good to start the season. They lost to G, but those were competitive games, and they've kind of dominated otherwise. Um you have roster continuity with T1. You have a lot of roster turnover with KT Rolster. You have a roster I'm generally bearish on with KT Rolster. T1 outclassed them all individually. T1 have outclassed them as a team. I think T1 have a better coaching staff. Like, I think this is a case where you you know early in the season it's more qualitative than quantitative. I think you just lay the chalk. I mean, you're getting a good price here, and there's like some history with these two organizations. Like, this match is almost always competitive. But give me give me the favorites to sweep this one decisively. I, I think I think T1 are going to steamroll. So give me T1 minus 1.5 maps at minus 113 for one unit. Um, I'm also going to play the kill total overs, alt overs here. I think T1... T1 were an over team all summer. They were really an over team for a lot of the spring too last year. And it doesn't seem like they've dialed down the aggression. Um, T1 and Gen.G kind of... Uh, this is like my beef with Hanwa, by the way. It's, it goes back to that, but T1 and G are aggressive. They attack. They're they like to be. They like to have priority. They like to be dictating the pace of the game, engineering their own advantages, and a lot of times that ends up with explosive early games. Now, sometimes it's going to be such an explosive early game that they just win with margin, and it's not close. And you know, hopefully, uh, like it's it, hopefully. There's enough aggression from KT's side to get there. I think they will. Uh, KT will look at... At the very least, KT look like they're a more aggressive team um, so far. And that I think they'll contribute enough to this uh, to get this kill total over. Uh, honestly, T1 have had games where they just get this over themselves. So I played map 1 over 23.5 kills, 103 for one unit. Map 2 over 23.5 kills, 103 for one unit as well. Um, wouldn't fault you for picking one of those, but I think this could go over in both. There's a... Not bad blood, but there's a bit of a rivalry here. I think T1 could run the score up a little bit. Um, if you really wanted to get super T1 heavy, you could play their team totals over 14.5 instead of uh, the game total. I don't hate that. Actually, it's it's a little more volatile to a KT upset win or KT taking a map or something like that. But if you really want to index into T1, I could, you could play that or you could do like Goofy map parlays, or they're not map parlays, but you can play like series parlay with that if you know your book lets you. Most of them don't though. Second match on the docket in the LCK for Friday is FURX, the Foxes, minus 143 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at plus 206, plus 1.5 at minus 423 versus DRX, plus 118 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at minus 259, minus 1.5 at plus 318. It has been a rough hang for DRX. They squandered their first game of the season against Nongshim. Then got absolutely trounced in their second game to get swept by Nongshim in their first series, which is just not fun for anybody. Um, then they kind of blew a lead against Hamwa, like most bad teams do. So I'm not really gonna hold that against them. It's tough to really take too much from anybody. Anybody that's like bottom of the table losing to Hamwa in that way because it's just the most on brand Hamwa thing that exists. So tough to really take too much. Like it, it. I should say it's not tough to take too much from that. It makes them very clearly not that good. But what it it's more difficult to kind of determine how good or bad relative to the bottom of the table, like their, I would say how good or bad relative to their peers that they are. So, uh, that one match anyway. Any so we have, this is like kind of two teams trending opposite directions early based on the few matches we've seen so far. I think the LCK is kind of sort of starting to separate itself into tiers it's a little early but i'm kind of gonna call this like you have gen g and t1 is like your s tier teams i think d plus is like a plus hamwa are probably like a or a minus because i don't think tamar ever gonna beat those top three teams maybe they beat d plus like i really unless they change a lot of things i don't see them beating um the top three and then I have Fear X and Kwangdong in like a B tier. And then DRX, Nongshim, and Brion are like your bottom dwellers. Who am I forgetting? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I'm forgetting somebody. Who am I forgetting? Oh, KT Rolster. I forgot to put KT Rolster in here. KT Rolster I think are probably in the B tier with Fear X and Quangdong. So sorry about that. I forgot about that. Anyway, Fear X similarly struggled um, in their first match. Who is was that against? Oh, against KT, sorry. Um, they kind of struggled in their first match against KT, but it's first match of the season. Um, they absolutely trashed Brion So yeah, it's it's a little early, but if you just look at like the the under the hood performance metrics, so like agnostic economy, um, win adjusted economy, stuff like that, which essentially adjust your game state. it it, it attempts to adjust for game state it's not perfect but it does a pretty good job especially the agnostic gold furex are a pretty good team even though they've got losses they are pretty good they have like this they have the under the hood metrics of a team that's going to be like probably about 500 or a couple wins over 500 um drx do not drx under the hood metrics are awful like just terrible like they're they're as Right now, they are currently the worst team in the league in, in these performance measures. Um, that might change, but they look, smell, feel like a bottom-tier team to me. I was optimistic about parts of this lineup, but it's just not happening right now, and maybe it will eventually, but I, I think Fear X, it's a little bit aggressive early on little bit aggressive here but i think fear X are ultimately going to be like a full tier better than the rest of these like the bot at least the bottom three teams and i'm pretty optimistic about them in general so i actually played fear X on the money line here uh minus 143 for one unit and then i played the map spread uh minus one and a half maps at plus 206 for 0.25 units or quarter unit so just to recap our plays for the day i didn't have anything in the lpl i leaned we Lean kill total overs in that series. Uh, I leaned OMG, lean kill total unders in that series. Uh, I played T1 minus 1.5 maps at minus 113 for one unit. Um, map 1 and Map 2 over 23, 23 and a half kills at plus 103 for one unit each in the KTT1 match. And in the FearX DRX match, I played FearX Moneyline minus 143 and FearX minus 1.5 maps at plus 206 for 0. 0.25 units. That's going to be it for the day for me. I will be doing uh, another show tomorrow, obviously. And again, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review. Even if you don't like this, just leave a review. Interact with this. Let me know how I'm doing. Uh, what, what? Let me hear what you would like to see. I'll see if I can uh, accommodate and everything. Until then, uh, also, I oh, forgot, hit the Patreon up, all this bookkeeping stuff. That's going to be it for me. I hope everyone has a good day, and I will see you tomorrow.